Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. That was where the whole reptilian human thing comes from. And there was a, uh, it was supposed to be a marriage of races on Delphinus uh, with the, the reptiles and the humans. And of course, that ended up turning into like a, a war, basically. And that's where that, that war originated from. Hold on a second. So you're, say that again so I hear this right. You're saying on Delphinus, it, 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 like there, there was marriage between what? The reptilian and the human, basically. What you just described is what we talk about with Genesis six. Like, 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 it, it, like, what? what, what? I, yeah, I never thought about that. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reach my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. If you want to check out our documentaries, they're available on Merkle.media. The Shape of Shadows is the most recent one, and Expedition Dogman is the first one. We're coming out with our third one extremely soon, so be on the lookout for that. But if you haven't seen the first two, go ahead, check them out at Merkle.media. All right, today we have Kevin coming on the show, and Kevin was on last week, and he's extending the conversation because... Well, Kevin's been in communication with these entities, and they've been telling him things that him and I both agree are accurate. But we're also coming from very different perspectives as far as I'm concerned. But Kevin talks about how these things were telling him about these cryptid wars and these dogmen versus these catmen entities that happened a long, long time ago and how that war ended, which I think is probably pretty accurate. But then he also talks about how these entities are telling him 
the old earth is coming back to be restored and they're fighting against this restoration, but they know they're going to lose this battle. That sounded extremely familiar to me. And we talk about it on this episode. So let's get to Kevin and the cryptid wars and cosmic revelations right now. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. We have Kevin here. Kevin, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. So uh, you just said that you got dumped on up there. How many? How much inches of snow did you get? Oh, let me, let me uh, actually let me rephrase this so that it sounds clear because I just like literally mumbled that out. How many inches of snow did you get up there? About six to eight. Six to eight. And you're in what yeah. part of Canada? Uh, Alberta, Alberta, Western Canada. Gotcha. Okay. Six to eight. I imagine that's actually uh, a baby snow for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's an average, av- average, actually. Okay. That's kind of a typical snow. They uh, A few weeks ago down here in East Tennessee, they got six, uh, we got like six to 10 inches of snow, uh, depending on where you were at. And literally, school was shut down for over a week. Holy smokes. I was so taken back. By, I'm like, why aren't the kids going to school? Like, my son's out of school for an entire week. What is going on here? And then... um. I, I, the, the following weekend, uh, I took Ben to a birthday party for one of his classmates and I was talking to the parents there and it just, you know, it, it, they don't have the infrastructure here for it. They literally don't have the, really? the, yeah, they don't have the, 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 the government, the local government down here doesn't have the tools to, to handle that kind of stuff. So it takes longer, <laughs> you know, they don't have as many plows, not as, not as yeah. much salt. Um, and then like my son's school, uh, I guess, uh, it would have cost them, I think, like five thousand dollars to have the the gravel parking lot plowed and salted, and it yeah. wasn't in the budget because they don't have a budget for this stuff. And so wow. they're, just, they're just like, "No school till the parking lot melts." I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's nuts, dude. Like I, I, I was taken back by it, but. Uh, apparently six to 10 inches of snow here happens like once every 15 years. So it's like, if it happens that rare, uh, it makes sense that they wouldn't plan for it ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. You catch it right off guard. Yeah. So it's like every, every 15 years you get a week off from school. Okay. You know, so, uh, anyways, enough snow talk. Uh, you are, (laughs) you're a returning guest and, uh, we had you on, I, I mean, I recorded with you, uh, I don't remember now, about a month, month and a half. About a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. And um, now at the time of this recording, that initial recording is going this coming Thursday. Uh, so people who are listening to this now, give them a, a recap of what we talked about on that first episode. And then we'll jump into, uh, we'll cut basically advancing the story where these entities were kind of giving you, I mean, I'll let, I'll let you kind of, because I don't want to spoil it, Not 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 spoil it ruin it because I don't, it's not my story. It's your story, but we're going to be talking about prehistory uh, channeling through the, I guess these entities and uh, the gold dust sounds like, sounds like it's from a movie or something <laughs> or wrestling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Duh. Uh, yeah. Of course. Good old gold dust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so yeah, it all started, uh, would have been around 2004 and five. Uh, I began having severe anxieties, panic attacks, nightmares all the time, uh, depression. And it all kind of culminated with uh, one morning I had 
woken up and I had the three like puncture wounds on my wrist in a delta formation, like a triangle. And the second I looked at these things, because there was actually still crusty blood, like it, it had just happened. And I know what a spider bite looks like or bug bites. It was definitely none of those. And the pattern was like a total equilateral triangle. And then I looked at it and just a, a memory flooded into my head showing uh, how I had got the marks, which was the like a triple needle. Uh, with and the gauge was huge. Like when they pulled it out, it pulled the skin a good at least an inch when they pulled it out. And I remember actually feeling the kind of a burning pain, like a friction as it's like sticking to it. And then uh, immediately after that, I saw kind of half of this thing's face, but again, it had the hand that came up right over my face. And like I said, it had the suction cup fingers, which I thought was a really weird detail. Like I'd heard of that, but. Never in my wildest dreams did I think they'd actually have that kind of a fingertip. I mean, it just seemed kind of weird. But the second he did that, everything went black. So that's all I had. And I mean, for the longest time, uh, being into UFOs, aliens, I mean, whatever, like whether I believed them or not was kind of irrelevant. I just, in my heart of hearts, I was always kind of freaked out by it. And like, I never thought that I would be any kind of abductee or even experience anything like that. Uh, so after that had happened, that kind of like sort of woke me up to the fact that that's what might be going on. And then, uh, everything just kind of got worse from there. The depression, everything got a lot worse. I was pretty much scared all the time, getting paranoid and again, depressed. So I didn't want to talk about it. I just kind of, you know, isolated myself from my wife. Like, uh, it, like, yeah, it was just bad, bad times. And then, uh, I was watching South Park, and again, this is back when television programming was a thing where you had to maintain a schedule to watch the shows you wanted to, right? Like, it wasn't streaming or anything. So every Friday at 10 or whatever, I would tune into South Park, and my dog was in the corner on a chair. I was laying on the couch, just, you know, waiting for the show. And about 10 minutes into it, uh, I started having severe anxiety, uh, going to like a panic attack, like the heart's just skipping and beating. And uh, I could feel something coming. Like there was just kind of this impending, you know, doom, bad mojo that you could just feel getting closer and closer. And then once I had a ringing in my ears, they, uh, I was wide awake and they pulled me, I guess, up and through the wall and then down onto the lawn outside. So I was pinned face down. And uh, it's a lot like uh, the sleep paralysis where I felt a huge pressure, like a big invisible elephant sitting on me, like literally crushing me into the ground. And I couldn't move or anything, just my eyes. And there was a big bright light like uh, above the driveway. And I remember thinking, like, is there anyone like there's got to be some, it's only 10 o'clock. Nobody on the block can see this big bright light. Like no one's checking this out. And then uh I could sense about three of them behind me. And then uh, I was angry, uh, obviously. So I started kind of cussing and like, uh, you know, like if I get up, I will, you know, beat the hell out of you. You know, I was uh, because, again, I'm kind of sick of it. Like uh, it's a horrible thing to be in. And then in that position was even worse. So, I mean, I just wanted to fight my way out of it. And I mean, you can't. But uh, they put something uh, right behind my ear into my jaw. 
And oddly enough, all throughout my childhood, uh, these teeth have always died. They've grown back. They've rotted. Like they're uh, just those ones too. Like they've always been removed. I used to have spacers for the longest time and like always these teeth, never on this side or anything, but, and it's kind of like, if you were to go through there, that's kind of where you're ending up. And then I had like scoop marks on my hip and other, you know, kind of telltale signs, but, uh, they injected that and it was like, it, uh, it felt like a big mechanical machine cause it actually kind of punched and you could hear a chunk, like a big loud chunk. And, uh, and then pretty much immediately after that, I was dropped back onto the couch. And I mean, I remember looking immediately at my dog and he was weirded right out. Like he wasn't acting himself and he, uh, like, I don't know if he saw it or whatever, but like he was acting very strange and he was kind of scared. And then I basically had like a mini heart attack after that because that clued me in that like, I can't stop this. Uh, If they want it, they come and get it. There's nothing you can do. And that alone was, that's an extremely uh, depressing kind of, any kind of fight you have, it's going to kill you right there because you're like, well, uh, there's nothing I can do. So then uh, the next time that they came, I remember I, I tried to wake up my wife the second I heard the paralysis hit because I already had kind of like my hand on her wrist and I was squeezing and squeezing, couldn't move. And then they sort of came through the wall at me at the foot of the bed and just stood there. And that's when uh, I was at like a, a breaking point and all I could do was try to fight it. So I tried to fight out of the sleep paralysis. And like I said before, there was some kind of light that came through me, out of me, whatever it was. But uh, uh, it was, ba- I, and that's, I'm not a religious person, but I basically called on like Christ, which uh, I mean, Christos is Latin for spirit. And I think that's why everyone can identify with Christ. But I called on that and that's seemingly what happened. And they receded back. And then I, you know, I woke her up and I'm like, you didn't see here? Nothing. She was lights out, had no idea what was going on. And then after that, that's when the, what I would call kind of the good guys, uh, that's when they showed up. And like I said, I had for about a week after that, I had the nightmares going with, uh, like my, uh, they take your fear and they use it to blind you. So like in this dream, it was a recurring one. So it was the same thing every night going to like basically the woods. And I would have like a Jason Voorhees character, like just a big, you know, monster chasing you and he all the time chasing me, chasing me. And it, uh, it always ended kind of the same where I would wake up feeling exhausted, like I had been running all night <laughs> and, and again, just paranoid and scared. Cause it's like this stuff, you know, it's still, still happening. And then, uh, that's when this, like the last night of it, I was, you know, at the lowest of the low and in the dream, I gave up and stopped and like, yeah, he, he stopped, which I thought was kind of weird. So then I sat there and I was like, well, you know, do it, make your move. Let's go get it over with. And he just stood there. And then that's when the mask came off. It was just this normal looking dude. And then, uh, I kind of like did a shake, looked again. And he was, I mean, he was, I'm not going to say like coveralls, but they have, they have just this like not dumb, but (laughs) Starfleet Academy looking kind of crap. But, uh, it was just this guy and he was like, like I said, this, uh, I thought it was really strange, but he was kind of like a Jacob Marley character where, uh, he knew me. I didn't know who he was, but he was like, he was constantly like, you don't remember me. You don't, you don't know me. And I was like, I 
no, I have no idea who we are. And uh, apparently we go way back or whatever. So he was the one who said, all right, for the next like four days here, you're going to be visited by three, uh, quote unquote aliens. That's a terrible term, but, uh, and he was like each night and it literally played out kind of like, yeah, past, present, future. And like I said, at the last, the last one was, uh, I probably came up to about almost to his, like halfway through to his shin. Like this thing was huge and the light that came from him was blinding. And it just, uh, like, yeah, it was, uh, very powerful, very powerful thing to experience. And they basically, uh, gave me the tools, knowledge, whatever to, to get out of what I had been involved with, with the grays and stuff. And, uh, they kind of like, uh, they stuck around, like, uh, giving me telepathic communications for about probably four, four months, maybe after everything was all done with, with that. And, uh, that's where, like I was saying earlier, um, I would have people that I did talk to about it. They'd say like, well, what do they say is going to happen in the future? Or like, what do they, you know, what, what do they think about this? What about this? So I would ask them stuff and, uh, also just stuff that I was curious to see what they would say. And I mean, some of the times I would ask them stuff to test them to see if they're being honest or whatever. And so far as I can tell, they've never lied to me because I did have people that were like, well, how do you know you're not being duped? by you know a, a jinn or something that's pretending to be these and the i mean the reality is i can't i don't know but their actions were such and then what they've said like i said uh they never lied so far and they were actually right about a lot of the predictive things i asked about my personal life because uh one of them would have been uh they were saying that now now that you're in the fight so so to speak uh, ex- expect a lot. They're going to keep coming at you. And they were like, uh, things are going to get a lot worse before they get any better. And, uh, they told me about my divorce. They told me about the death of my mom and all that stuff, uh, happened in the exact same kind of time frame. They said, even though I didn't believe it at the time I was married and we were talking about having kids. So, I mean, I was like, there's no way she's going to leave me. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, we're happily married here. And like, my mom was sick with cancer, but she had just beaten it. And I'm like, well, I mean, she just beat it. So, you know, like, that's, that's good. I mean, so I was thinking you guys, you guys are wrong, but they ended up being right. And my brother also went through a divorce at the same time. So our whole family took really big hits. And like, again, uh, you know, it's all to, to kind of crush you, right? Like, and those were definitely difficult times, but stuck through it and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah, they, uh, they did like, yeah, kind of telepathic stuff. Like, you know, every, every now and then I'd get like, uh, they kind of pop in or like, if I asked them, I'd be like, ask them a question or something, they would respond. But then there was a time when I got one last message where they're like, Hey, this is kind of it. Like you're, you, you do you and you know, we're, we're out of here. We did our part kind of thing, right? This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.